guys if you're new hello i'm megan and if you're not welcome back to voice memos as it usually does in the summer i feel like time is going by faster and faster every single week i mean i literally saw halloween candy at safeway the other day like what the fuck is that it's august but truly the next thing we know it's going to be halloween and thanksgiving and then it's going to be 2022 <laughs> I really don't even want to think about or process the idea of another whole year passing, so let's get on to the episode. Today's episode is going to be something that I'm pretty passionate about, <laughs> I would say, and it's one of my personality traits that, you know, I think might not be the greatest thing, but my friends tell me they admire it, and yet it's still gotten me in trouble plenty of times. All it is is standing up for yourself and being direct with what the fuck you want. I think that's a new record of saying the F word twice within the first minute of an episode. Let's go. But like, seriously guys, even though I used to be really, really shy and I still sort of am, I've never been afraid of confrontation. I don't know what it is, but something just pisses me off more like inside when I keep something to myself and don't say anything, like I would rather just get it over with and get it out of my or get it off my chest and let them know what they did or what I need to be communicated, whatever it is, because I literally go insane, like bottling it up inside. And I think for some people, it's easier for them to bottle it up inside, but I'm a very emotional person. And if I don't get my emotions out of my head and out of my friggin', you know, body, literally, like I'm gonna explode. So I think that's where my lack of fear in confronting people comes from, despite not necessarily being an outgoing or even loud person. Like, I'm so quiet in real life, you guys. I talk like a mouse, and I can't help it. I've never been able to help it. I have a very quiet voice. I truly can't project it. I'm really not an aggressive person in real life. But I want to remind you guys that standing up for yourself doesn't ever have to be something that's aggressive or like demanding. Starting to stand up for yourself can be as simple as asking for help when you need it instead of forcing yourself to figure it out on your own. Or, you know, telling your friend that you can't hang out because you're tired and you don't feel good instead of pushing yourself through it. I don't necessarily define myself as like a people pleaser. I think in some ways I am, but I know a lot of people struggle with that and I feel like these two things have a lot to do with each other because if you find yourself going along with the group or with what your friend or partner says, whatever, just to, you know, make them happy and not start a fight, that's an issue. You're not standing up for yourself and what you really want and you're just pushing your own, like, opinions aside in order to make them happy and, you know, we're done with that. Advocating for yourself is important in a lot of contexts. I just think in this case or this episode, I'm going to focus on more like to deal with relationships and friendships because so many people do not realize the value of just communicating your honest thoughts. It does take some getting used to, but I just don't even see how you can be in a genuine and fulfilling relationship and I say relationship in like romantic or platonic way so I don't think you can truly connect with someone unless you're able to really talk to them like a mature adult and set boundaries with them and tell them your feelings and your opinions and stand up for yourself 
because that's something I've come to realize like anybody who is mature in their communication and emotionally intelligent and honestly worth your time they're going to appreciate your honest communication whether or not it was negative they're going to appreciate it and they're going to give it back you have an open and normal conversation and honestly if somebody is not mature enough to do this with you they just will get defensive and start projecting it just it grinds my gears so much Because literally anybody who gets upset at you standing up for yourself is just insecure. And honestly, you don't want to be friends or date those type of people anyway, ever. Like, ew. It's okay to be insecure. We all are. But it's not okay to project your insecurities onto others. Especially when they're coming to you about something that, you know, they want to set a boundary with. So keep that in mind as you navigate life. Like, the way that people react to your um, assertiveness, I guess, and, you know, just your confidence in yourself, if they don't like it, ew, forget about them. As you start doing this more and more, you get more in tune and connected with yourself, and you start realizing the type of people that you actually want to surround yourself with, and it might, it'll probably be a lesser amount, I would say, like, I don't know, I think a lot of people realize that they don't even mind being alone, For instance, like I love hanging out alone. That's not to say I don't love my friends, but I have a handful of friends and my boyfriend and that's literally it. I love doing things alone. I have no fucking issue. And setting boundaries for yourself and advocating for yourself only helps to strengthen that because you realize that you don't even want to spend time around these people who at the end of the day literally don't even respect you and what you have to say. It's a million times better to be by yourself than to spend time with somebody like that. I promise. If you're trying to set a boundary with somebody who doesn't make you feel good and you don't know how to do it, I think the easiest way is to kind of like wean them off and just politely tell them that you need some space, you know, away from them. Maybe say you need it from everyone if you want to be nice, but generally be honest with them because if you're just like, oh, like I love you and miss you too blah 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 like they're gonna keep texting you and be like oh I want to hang out and you're getting anxiety because they keep blowing up your phone and you literally hate them so be honest with yourself and whoever it is and say I need some time away from you and you know again this is another thing where you can see how they respond to you setting a boundary and depending on how you feel when you're away from them and how they respond to that you can decide from there how you can continue to either, you know, distance yourself from them or maybe talk through things with them and fix your friendship, whatever, whatever needs to happen. Because like I said, setting boundaries and standing up for yourself, telling people what you want and what you need and saying no when you need to, being a little selfish, all these things are a part of a normal fucking relationship and friendship, like a healthy relationship. Nobody should ever be expecting you to put them first 100% of the time, you know? Everybody has to prioritize themselves at the end of the day. So as long as you're in a good relationship with this person, everything is going to go fine. This doesn't ever have to be like a negative or scary thing. It becomes that way when people take it the wrong way, which again is their own issue. And it's just, you know, 
honestly a blessing that you learned earlier that you shouldn't be friends with them because it could have ended up being a big fucking event down the road. You know what I mean? Once you realize that you're going to have to be a little selfish, it gets a lot easier. Like when you realize and accept it. I don't even necessarily like that word though because it has such a negative connotation to it. Yeah, because the definition says lacking consideration for others and that is not what this is about. It's about putting your own needs before the needs and wants of others. So you're you're considering them, but you need to consider yourself first. It's not doing something to make them feel bad. I don't know. Just like, fuck. It's not selfish to put yourself first. We have to live that way. Like, literally, being altruistic um, and helping others is not evolutionarily advantageous for us. It makes the most sense for us to be selfish. It's out of our literal, like, ancestral nature to be altruistic. Psychologists are literally trying to figure out why we are altruistic. I mean, there are a few reasons, such as, like, helping raising you. I'm going in a huge tangent here. Okay. The point is that it's in our nature to be selfish. It will help you live a longer and happier life. You know, put on your own oxygen mask before assisting others. There's another important point in this, and that's the fact that you won't even be able to be a good friend or partner or employee, daughter, son, whatever, if you're not showing up for yourself and taking care of yourself and putting yourself first. Like, if you really want to be your best self for other people, you have to prioritize yourself. That is the contradictory part of it all. Like, you are never going to be your amazing best you if you are constantly focusing on the needs of other people. Never. Start leading with your gut feelings, you know, and your intuition and follow that and see where that takes you in comparison to when you were doing what other people wanted. I promise you're going to feel a million times more fulfilled and happy and... Things will just start to make more sense and literally unfold right in front of you. I've always had a super strong intuition, especially about people that I meet. I instantly know if we're going to click or if they're going to cause some fucking trouble. And I think that's something a lot of people have. I don't know. Either way, you definitely can build it over time. So I think the number one tip for making your intuition stronger and trusting yourself is to stop asking people for their opinion on your decisions. Of course, if you're making a major life decision, it's very good to get advice from people and insight. But I'm talking about the little tiny things like, should I wear this shirt or this shirt? Or what should I order at dinner? You know, start making those little decisions for yourself and forcing yourself to decide and following what your heart tells you because doing that over and over and over again will eventually help you do it when you have to make a bigger more important decision and you also will realize like that you stop asking your friends for every little fucking thing and of course you know it's fine to ask your friends for like advice and I don't know for their opinions of course you value their opinions however you have to learn to make these little decisions for yourself because it totally, totally helps strengthen your relationship with yourself. And, you know, you realize like every little tiny 
decision you make really does come down to your gut because it does impact your life. So be intentional. Another way is to just spend more time meditating and journaling, especially journaling and writing things down. I totally think that will help strengthen your intuition because also you can kind of see maybe what you predicted or what you felt coming or, you know, literally any little thing, like I said. It just helps to write down your thoughts because when you put your thoughts on paper, you look back at it and you can really process what's going through your mind. And I think your intuition is just one of the things that really benefits from this sort of introspection. I said this earlier, but I'm going to say it again. Spending time alone and reflecting on your own life is probably actually the number two way for you to build your intuition. Because you're literally by yourself. You have to figure things out by yourself. And it just forces you to ask yourself what you want and what you need. And it's easier to follow it because you don't have anybody else there who's relying on you or wants to go do something or whatever it may be. You know, it's just you. You can focus on you without worrying about that. Bonus points if you're going to spend time alone in nature or around animals, especially being in nature. You know, even if you're just like sitting in a park or sitting outside in the sun in your backyard on your balcony, it can be so, so relaxing and healing and bring you a lot of clarity. And I actually heard this in a video a while ago, but someone said that as humans, we forget that we are nature. Like we are animals and part of nature at the end of the day. And, you know, we build ourselves these little boxes to live in in our little life, but we still are nature. So when you go into the woods or to the beach or into the mountains, whatever, onto the grass, whatever you can do, and ground yourself and just like find the peace and serenity it truly is amazing and it sets something off in your brain so definitely definitely go do that if you are looking for some answers and some clarity and really as with most things in life following your intuition is all about trial and error right so if you think that your gut feeling is telling you to do something, go do it and see how it goes. A lot of the time, I will randomly have an urge to go somewhere, whether it's like a restaurant or to a thrift store. I get that a lot. Um, and then when I drive there, I'll see like five angel numbers like on the addresses. And I'm like, what the hell? And I just like following those little urges because I feel like, well... Every little thing does add up to, you know, where we are now and every little action leads to something else. So following your intuition is all about leaning into those random urges, whether it's a place to go or something to create, something to make, something to say, to post, just do it. Do it and notice what happens. And eventually it's going to come natural to you and your intuition will be so clear and strong that you don't even have to think about it. Because you should always follow your intuition when it's trying to tell you something. Every time. If you have a hard time telling between 
your intuition and your anxiety, I totally get it. And there's something that I learned in the past year that completely cleared that up for me. So all it is is that your intuition will never be a question. Your intuition will always be a clear feeling that's not attached to any what-ifs or you don't have any worries or what-ifs because you just know it's going to work out. That's your intuition. So for example, if you're trying to decide between two colleges and one of them you know you really want to go to, it feels right. The other one you're like, oh, does it feel right? Like maybe I like that one just as much. What if I go there and I don't make the right amount of friends? What if they have a better major? No, you're not, you shouldn't be questioning anything. That one's not going to be better for you because you're questioning it. Follow your heart and what your mind and your gut tells you without any restriction. Because your intuition always has your best interest in mind too, so you're not going to have to worry about it because nothing's going to go wrong. That's what's best for you. On the other hand, your anxiety is tricking you and it's lying to you with all those questions about crazy things that are never going to happen. So once you learn to discern between the two and tell your anxiety to shut up and follow your heart, it feels so good. And that is even more exciting to look back on than just, you know, regular random urges because you really, really see what happens when you trust yourself and the value of your own opinion in your life, you know? It's just really great. And this is another thing that's sort of intertwined with confidence, you know, standing up for yourself and trusting yourself and being confident all relate back to the same thing, right? They all fall under the same umbrella of just leaning into your life and loving yourself. And every single one of these things, as you work on the other one, they strengthen. And you see how they all impact different parts of your life in different ways and all of the amazing changes that come with just being yourself. It's truly such a freeing It's truly like the most freeing thing ever to just be your authentic self and be proud of it and know that you're living for yourself. And I want every single person listening to this ever to be able to do that because fuck putting your life in the hands of someone else. (laughs) I feel like I totally have more to say on, you know, following your intuition. I just don't know right now how to articulate it. Like some things I just kind of forget that not everybody experiences and it's hard for me to pick out what I need to tell, if that makes any sense at all. Like I kind of have to look at my own thoughts objectively and be like, what would somebody else need to hear, you know? So if you have any other questions, please let me know because I'm just trying to figure out how to best communicate everything with you guys so yeah I feel like I'm finally settling into my apartment and I've been here for nearly five months and it's honestly pathetic you guys but nobody freaking tells you how hard it is to really like furnish and decorate an apartment on your own of course you anticipate the money but I didn't really think about every single little tiny thing adding up and Just everything you need, it's so goddamn hard, it's literally never-ending. 
and you know, I'm coming up on six months. Like I need to get my shit together. It's just so weird. And you know, I just want to put that out there because I love living alone, but it's fucking hard. It sucks cleaning up after only yourself. You know, like if you have roommates, at least they'll take out the trash once in a while. Shit like that. Not if you're fucking alone. You gotta do it all yourself. And yeah, I'm just like, my walls are so bare. I don't know why it's taken me so long to decorate them. I think just because I was so picky about the prints I wanted and like how my color scheme was going to go in here. I'm finally coming around to ordering prints now because I feel like I live in a mental asylum. My ceilings are really high, so they're like 12 foot high white walls and I'm gonna go crazy. I also thought that I was gonna be like painting my own wall art and I realized, you know, as much as I love painting and love my own art, I don't I don't know if I want it hanging up on there for everyone. So that is really the only update on like my daily life. In terms of other random shit I want to talk about, there is one thing. Because I know you guys liked my fall trends and finding your own style episode. So I've been really leaning into developing like a super, super basic capsule wardrobe lately. I don't know what it is, but I'm so over like buying trendy pieces. I just want to be able to go into my closet and pick out a random shirt and a random pair of pants and have it match and look cute no matter what. And I've been gravitating toward this for a while, but in the past like couple weeks, it just really ramped up so much to the point where I literally like purged my entire closet the other day and I have so many bags of clothes to get rid of. I'm going to be putting a ton on Poshmark, by the way, but <laughs> this isn't a plug. I just wanted to share this because like, I don't know if it's out of laziness or if it's part of growing up or if it's a mixture of a lot of things. I just feel like I really want to have a staple, cohesive wardrobe that doesn't involve following random trends and buying things that I'm not going to wear in a couple years, you know? It's truly so exhausting even trying to keep up with all the trends with how fast they move nowadays on social media. Like, it's just dumb. And again, I don't want to be wearing what everybody else is wearing. But when you have like a staple wardrobe, you know, it's kind of like making it your own way and developing your own uniform. And that's sort of what I'm going for. So I'll keep you updated on how that goes. I can do a whole nother episode on like my new closet staples and whatnot. I think that could be fun. So yeah, I love um, talking about like my fashion and style on here too. It really doesn't have to be about mental health or anything. I will talk about whatever the fuck you guys want on here. So yeah. To finish off the episode and put you all in a good and motivated mood, I wanted to read some of the goals that you sent in last week. I just picked a few of my favorites, so one of them was to eat more fruit, <laughs> which I love because fruit is one of my favorite things ever, and it's so good for you. It's honestly so underrated. Like, it's truly delicious. So I love that for you, and I hope you eat all the fruits that you desire. So some of the other ones were following through with plans. I can relate to that. Um, 
going to the gym, good job, you can do it. You're a fitness icon already. The last one, which was one of my favorites, was appreciating the little things. And that's something that every single one of us can focus on. It's free and it'll make you feel good. So I definitely encourage you to find a little moment today to be grateful for the little things that make life beautiful. And I hope you have an amazing week. Maybe you can try and do it all week. And I'll see you next time. Bye, guys.